This call is being recorded. Good morning. Good morning, this is Diane. Good morning, Eva. Morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, Good Diane. Good morning. Good morning, morning. Good morning Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Yvonne. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. This is Lee. Good morning, Lee. How are you this morning? Wonderful. And you? I'm fine, thank you. Oh, good. Glad to hear that. Good morning, JC. How are you? Wonderful. Good morning, JC. Good morning. Good morning. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line?
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valacita. Good morning, family. This is Pam. Good morning, Pam. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Thank you for calling to Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Uh, good morning. My name's Dawn. Good morning, Dawn. Is this your first time calling in? I uh, know. I've been calling in for a couple of weeks. I was referred okay. by my niece. Okay, wonderful. Welcome. Glad Thank you're you. continuing to call in. That's beautiful. Hello. Hi, this is Mona. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Mona. Hey. <laughs> happy Wednesday. Yes, happy Wednesday. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to place their phones on mute, and I'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to stay tuned in with us for the last couple of days of the month. October's theme, Open Heaven, has been fulfilled Has been fulfilled with phenomenal, inspiring messages from our wonderful and gifted declares. November will be even better, so be prepared to be blessed. We have two announcements. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for
for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we will call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to someone to declare a victory prayer call, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There was one prayer request submitted online, and that was from Sister Carolyn, and she's asking that we please pray for her pops. His name is Charles. He started another round of chemotherapy. So let's keep Charles lifted up in prayer. The order of the call is as follows. The declaration will be done by Dion. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Tanya. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Declaration by Dion, praying and corporate praise by Tanya, and then we'll go right into closing comments, which will be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Luke chapter 11, verse 9. So I say to ask, so I say to, to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to Dion. Well, thank you, Valuable. <clears throat> really quick, uh, before I do anything, I just want to make sure that today you guys can hear me and my signal is a little bit clearer than it was on yesterday. Is everyone able to hear me okay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, good morning, everyone, and happy Wednesday. It is our day, as valuable stated, that we have set aside to fast and to um, seek the face of God. Hopefully, uh, what I what I have noticed is that our fasting crew has grown by leaps and bounds. I remember when it would just be. Uh, two or three of us on the line, but by the grace of God, um, by George, I think we're on to some stuff. Uh, I am excited about what God is doing um, in each and every one of our lives and beyond excited about the reality that it is just his desire that we know his perfect plan for our lives. And I think, think we might have some traction, y'all. I am observing and excited about uh, some of the transitions and uh, some of the, the different sounds that are growing as we grow as a group of believers. I'm prayerful that your church is being impacted by your presence and knowing uh, and becoming a little more clear on the reality that you are absolutely royalty. Uh, before I begin, I just want to encourage somebody this morning uh, to keep going. I promise you will win if you don't quit. I promise you will win if you don't quit. So 
um, this morning, I'm just going to let Holy Spirit flow and do what he does. Um, I am hopeful that uh, some of you yesterday did take the time to really just see God's face uh, with regard to uh, some of your generational issues, some of your iniquities, some of your transgressions, and so on and so forth. Hopeful that um, you were able to find yourself in some of the texts. Um, we are going to do a preparation phase today, preparation for uh, presenting your case. Uh, we talked about stumbling blocks on uh, yesterday, and we talked about identity uh, the day prior to. So, again, if anyone has missed any of the calls and you're unsure about how to proceed as it relates to presenting your case in uh, the courts of heaven, that information is on the app also on the website. It's just declarevictory.org or the Declare Victory app in your Play Store. Um, I, I want to talk uh, about a combination of things today. I know that we are absolutely going to be preparing our case, but I just want to give you a little bit of insight and information. We'll also talk about some um, petitions, declarations, and decrees. Petitions, declarations, and decrees. Um, and as we go through this, of course, I will, uh, I'll be posting information because I don't ever want you to think that I am suggesting that you be reliant on me. Our uh, court cases, as we present them, are not predicated on how much you know. Um, they are really predicated on your posture and your sincerity. Um, and and the, the awesome thing is we have an advocate. The Holy Spirit is translating everything that we say to the Father. So um, I don't want you to fear uh, having to do everything perfectly as you present your case. Um, but, but I do want you at least to have the information so that you can um, begin to approach the, th the throne consistently and consecutively not just for yourself, but for your family members, for your friends. I, I wish that we understood what kind of, for your finances, I wish we understood what kind of power and authority we really have access to. Um, and, and what I'll say from a place of transparency, I'm just learning. I'm just learning. Uh, I'm going to share this with you, then I'm going to jump right in this morning. I got up and um, I am I'm in another one of those transitional moments. And I started to think about all the things that I have to do and take care of. Uh, and the Holy Spirit said to me, just as plain, keep your eyes off the water. Keep your eyes off of the water and just put one foot in front of the other. Everything you need is already flowing to you. So this morning, if that word was for me, I want to hand that word to you and let you know it's for you. Uh, today, don't worry about anything. When you find yourself falling into worry or concern, uh, tell yourself out of your mouth, keep your eyes off the water. And I'm referring to uh, when Peter said, Jesus, is that you? I want to tell you this morning, it's him. And he's got you. Amen. He's got you. So uh, just be encouraged this morning. 
hopefully by the time we finish uh, with these declarations, decrees, and proclamations or petitions, uh, that will help your heart a little bit to come out of your head and into kingdom living. Amen. Uh, always remember, uh, real quick, if you would, to check your phone, double check, triple check, and recheck uh, to make sure that your phone is on mute. Amen. All right. Um, so again, pre preparing our case for court. Uh, one of one of the things that we have to do. Now, this is going to sound odd. If you have not gotten the book yet. I would implore you, encourage you, and and entreat you to do so, right? So um, Robert Henderson is the author. You can buy it online. Uh, you can get it hard copy used for probably under 10 bucks. Uh, it'll be a great 10 buck investment, trust me. All right, so, so there are uh, several different courts, right? Um, there's throne of grace and mercy. Um, then there are still, even in heaven's courts, outer courts. Uh, and and what you want to do is, is make sure you're in it first. Uh, you may want to write this down. Before you ever go to court, one of the primary things you want to always make sure you do is worship. Don't worship traditionally or religiously, but worship with everything that you have. Um, one of those types of worships where um, you forget about everything around you and you find yourself feeling God's presence, right? So there's a courtroom for legal barriers that, that usually stop you from going forward. Um, but there is also a kingly court with a throne. You can find that in the scripture, Hebrew 4 and 15 and 16, All right? Hebrews 4, 15 and 16, right? So this is us approaching the throne of grace in times of need. Needs go to the throne of grace and mercy, not the standard courtroom. So not what you need um, do you present at the the um, in the courtroom, but the throne of grace and mercy, right? The throne of grace and mercy. When you go to the court, you are bringing a case before the judge. That those are two totally different things. So needs is just a God approach, right? So it's, it's literally just approaching the throne. However. When you are preparing a case, so you're dealing with iniquities, you're dealing with bloodlines, you're dealing with generational issues, you're dealing with uh, your children or your husband, um, immediate bloodline connections and access, things that you know are very, very deep-rooted and deep-seated. Court cases are usually pending because of an infringement of uh, uh, an authoritative loved one, right? So like my sister, I wouldn't have to, uh, I could present her case um, to a degree, but if she's of legal age, and according to the word of God, that's 12, there are things that she has to petition the courts for herself. 
there are certain things, you know, we can pray for salvation for our direct descendants, okay? So what we do is we ask Holy Spirit for help in understanding how to learn the protocols. We ask Holy Spirit how to prepare our own individual cases because my cases may not look or feel or be like yours. Um, one of the primary things that we have to be concerned with is learning how to walk in truth, in confidence, and in love, right? Um, so, again, keeping in mind that, that it's really important that we begin to prepare our case. So yesterday we talked about some of the things that may be stumbling blocks. And uh, I listed all of those things for you yesterday. Prayerfully, you did the work of kind of going into a place of thought or contemplation or considering or even have uh, the courage to ask Holy Spirit to give you clarity and show you the truth of the case that you were facing. So it's really important that we find the accusations, right, because we cannot be absolved of something we will not confess or acknowledge. Right, we will not. We cannot resolve anything we will not confess or acknowledge. So, finding out what we are, uh, uh, what what loopholes Satan has to keep us bound or uh, keep us locked up or tied up. Right. So those are what we call discovery questions in the natural court as well as the courts of heaven. Right. Um, this this piece right here is a little bit of a review. I'm going to go a little bit further, but be clear on what case you're bringing. Uh, what verdicts would you like? What what does that look like for you? Uh, one of the most powerful things on the planet you can do is visualize anything. Right from um, being financially free to having a perfect marriage to your children becoming everything that God promised them. Um, there are things that we can do and bring those thoughts to the forefront um, and allow the Holy Spirit to flood your heart with the truth of what the Word of God says about you because those thoughts aren't just coming for you. They're not imaginary, especially when you are postured uh to be submitted to the things of the kingdom, right? Uh, you you want to imagine um, or, or bring to mind what you expect the verdict to look like. Now, I've shared with you guys very transparently, there are things that I've confessed and professed um, that I would not otherwise have even considered had not the Holy Spirit brought it to my remembrance, right? Um, and since then, there are some accusations that he does not bring up anymore. There are some things that he would threaten me with um, that, that used to have power to, to push me back into shame and push me back into guilt. But by the grace of God, when you forgive people, forgive yourself, and forgive um, the fact that you were ignorant to certain things being available to you, it removes the power that the enemy has to hold you hostage to anything. Uh, another scripture you want to make uh, note of is Job 13 and 3. And somebody needs to mute. Job 13 and 3. Right. Um, and one of the reasons I want to bring attention to this particular scripture is because I need you to know I'm not just making up stuff. 
right? This is all in the, the word of God. It says, argue my case with God and reason with him. My way, reason my way before him is what it, what it says. Uh, verse 17 says, listen to what I say, prepare my case. I know that I will be vindicated. If I don't speak up, I know that I will perish. And again, this is, this is one of the reviews. So, um, Verses 17 through 19, that's Job, the, the 13th chapter, 17 and 19, and then 22, let me speak and you reply. Make me know my sins and my offenses. Isaiah 43 and 25, 43 and 25, put me in remembrance. Let us confirm together and state your case so you can be acquitted or exonerated, depending on the version that you read, right? So so we, we always have to come with a case. One of the things we are guilty of in church is talking too much, right? We, we come to church, and, and by the worship leader, we are prompted to scream and holler at the top of our lungs and, um, you know, do all of the footwork or the legwork of uh, – prayer and um, supplication, but the majority of the time, what I've discovered is it's fabricated. It's a fabricated sound. It's a duplicated sound. And what I know now about court hearings is every single thing has to be authentic. Like God knows the intention of our heart. He knows uh, when we're playing games. He knows when we're trying to manipulate him. Um, I, I remember him saying, you can't manipulate me. <laughs> you can't twist up uh, what you think you're doing and present it to me and expect that I'll be okay with it. Um, and, and the truth is, until you're not being fake and phony, especially as it relates to kingdom business, you just being fake and phony and you don't, you don't make a lot of traction or, or catch a lot of ground, right? Um, you have to be clear about what it is that you want from God. Um, we are also guilty of not only talking too much, uh, not giving God an opportunity to speak to our hearts, to speak through us, and we're almost always in a hurry to get this part over with. This cannot be dutiful. This has, Just like you plan your day to go to work, uh, you plan to go to an event, a party, a, a church service, whatever it is that you find yourself doing, uh, just like you plan a vacation. Um, it is really important that when we present things to God, it is not something that we throw together. We want to do it with care and with concern so that um, our sacrifice of prayer, praise, and worship is not rejected by God because he can and he will if it's not accurate. Um, <clears throat> you find evidence of that with the story of Cain and Abel, right? You find evidence of that with the story of Cain and Abel. Um, Cain gave a more excellent sacrifice than Abel did. So as, as your kingdom sibling, I want to remind you, don't prepare anything haphazardly. Don't uh, partially prepare for kingdom duties and kingdom business. So Job wanted to know what was standing against him so that he could answer the accusation and so that it could be lifted off of him. He understood that the enemy must have a legal right. Again, this is a portion of <clears throat> um, just a, a review. 
right? So after we do all of the, the picturing, again, I keep saying these terms because it's kingdom language, and it's really important that you understand. We only deal with transgressions, iniquities, and sins. Iniquities are bloodline. Transgressions are uh, uh, accidental or unintentional, and sins are very deliberate and um, specific. Um, now, when you begin to ask Holy Spirit what's going on in the in the corridors of your heart, again, we always make sure that we have something to write with, something to jot things down with so that we can go back, review that stuff, um, even think about what the core or the root of it is because what we're doing now is preparing for declarations and decrees, right? Um, all of the stuff that's in your heart that should not be there, um, Holy Spirit will begin to bring them up. So let me give you some examples when you when you want to see um, what what you want to see when you want to be specific about what it is that you're looking for, right? So in some cases, you know that things were handled unfairly or unjustly, shall I say? If you want to seek justice in a matter, we have a legal right to do that. We've often been told to be docile and let things slide. But the reality is we serve a God that is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He actually has the ability to turn things around so that justice is performed. How many of you know that when you say absolutely nothing, you say something? You say it doesn't really matter, right? All right. Um, if, if you know you have a blockage in some area, if you know that there are parts of even your childhood that you cannot recollect or reflect on because some type of a childhood trauma occurred. Um, we experienced that yesterday online. It was absolutely absolutely beautiful and perfect. And it is what God desires to do. He desires to heal uh, those childhood wounds even. Right. If you have a desire to break a recurring pattern or a habit, um, you guys remember a little bit earlier on um, in September, as a matter of fact, September had been September, August and September had been my month of recurring patterns where the enemy was tracking me. And every single August and September, there would be a physical calamity or a physical tragedy with one of my children. So I had to begin to speak to that um, that cycle and that system to begin to break it, right? Um, even though sometimes it will involve other people, you can't change the other people. This may be a relational cycle. It might be something that happens in your marriage. It could be something that happens with your finances. Even if it involves other people, you cannot change them uh, if they are of legal age, but you can change the things that are going on with you, right? So always remember the courtroom is not a place that we make petitions to change other people. Everything dealing with court is all about you. Right. So if you have a tendency to be a person that blames others uh, for your situations and circumstances, this will not work for that. Um, and, and so my prayer is that even during going through your petitions, your proclamations, your decla declarations, that things begin to change in you. Right. Maybe you've been bitter. Um, maybe you've been judgmental. Maybe you're suffering with 
physical ailments, right? Um, this The courtroom is a place where you can petition uh, God for healing. Uh, there are healing courts. How about that? That's dope. Um, there, there are so many different levels and jurisdictions in the courtroom, and we always have to make sure we are approaching the right one. That happens. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever been at a worship service, and you experience, um, you could feel a healing anointing. They all have different textures. They all have different feels. Sometimes there are uh, moments, and this is just in regular worship. Remember I said yesterday that we've gone to court more, multiple times. We just didn't know that's what we were doing. Um, where you can physically feel uh, God's presence in such a way, almost so that you can feel like a, a mist or a cloud or uh, see additional light. It really just depends. But I need you to know that all of that stuff is available to you, right? So, so what you do is you begin to use your words to declare things, right? God, I want to bring this area of my life to where there is a reoccurring pattern or a broken relationship. And so now um, you open your mouth and you say, I ask for deliverance from a cycle of broken relationships or whatever. I ask for deliverance from a system of uh, recurring illness. I ask for deliverance um, in uh, uh, for addiction or for uh, I ask for deliverance as it relates to uh, my bend in sexual proclivities or promiscuity, whatever it is. You know, I, sometimes you'll see, like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going there anymore. And the next thing you know, you're doing it again. And, and you're asking why, because you've not broken that thing off of your life. Right. And so now as we are starting to um, recognize the areas that we need restored through the courts, Lord, I ask that you would bring to mind areas that would have influence in my case. Right. So now this is what we call the discovery piece. Right. So this is, again, we talked about gathering your witnesses and gathering all of your documentation who can testify on your behalf. Right. You also want to ask stuff. So, like, uh, my grandmother has gone to be with the Lord, and so I know my grandmother knew me, right? She knew me better than anyone, and I know that she would be a likely witness um, to bring to mention or bring to mind uh, on my behalf during my court case, Lord, you said this to me about her. Because you got to remember, if you have forefathers that prayed, if you had grandparents or parents that have gone on to be with the Lord, they know what God gave their heart to pray about you. And now they're operating in the heavens. They're operating in the courts of heaven. They're operating in, in heavenly places. And so we know now that they know what God said to them about who you are. Those will be likely candidates, right? So I remember one time Oprah said, um, and, and I know her belief system is weird and all of that, and Miss Anyala, they, you know, some other stuff. But I really believe that um, our family members have gone on to be with us, and they're worshiping um, at the throne of grace and mercy, and that they they knew before we ever did. You know, we call it wisdom, but I believe that Everyone that has access now to the scrolls and the books on the other side, they know what God has planned for us, and they are in heaven physically like rooting for us, right? So we ask that the Lord begin to reveal um, what, with regard to our case, 
proof and or evidence that backs up who God says we are. Right. So now here we, here we are. We're bringing petitions to start our case and we're making our requests known. Um, we may not be ready to argue the case just yet, but petitions and requests don't always end in a court case. Right. Um, like dismissing the case or a restraining order or asking for a new trial. Now, this is even in um, the earth realm courts. Uh, you may find out something new. So sometimes you'll even get, and this, I got proof of this, uh, a continuance, right? Um, a continuance, right? So um, know, know what your jurisdiction is, right? So, so you got you to gotta know what you're dealing with, right? Again, we have authority over our own mountains. That's it. Uh, we need to go out and occupy those areas. We begin to call in things regarding ourselves, our family, our health, um, our job, our gifts, our blessings, uh, the things that are annoying to us, our, um, our ministry, our calling, right? Our calling can be different than our ministry. Let me say that again. Our calling can be different than our ministry, Right. I'm gonna, let me give you an example. Um, uh, our calling could be to operate in the courts of heaven, but our ministry, on the other hand, is to teach people about the courts of heaven, i.e., I'm an example. <laughs> right? So my ministry is like, I'm, I'm not just going to teach this here on the line. I believe that, that the Lord is sending a win that is going to empower me to go and teach this in our communities, um, in communities where people need it to be broken down um, and, and put in a way that it's not only understandable, uh, but that it's relatable and that it's not weird and spooky because it's not weird and spooky. It's very, very direct and succinct. Um, so, so for me, I am called to teach. I am called to disciple and to dispatch. Right? So I spoke a little bit about that yesterday. Um, it's completely apostolic. I didn't know what that was. I didn't understand what that was. Today I understand. And I think yesterday I was talking to um, Banda, and, and she, she said something very powerful um, that I don't necessarily pay attention to. I know that I'm absolutely um, called to disciple people and and when when they get dispatched or when we get connected by the time they leave there's more on them than it was when we connected I'm not saying that to boast I'm not saying that to brag I'm saying that to say I understand what my job is right however um, my ministry is to teach. I'm called to apostleship, but my ministry, what I'm responsible for is teaching people how to live from a practical standpoint. Um, and, and I'll say this as I continue. Um, I used to try to be what I saw. Right. So, you know, how you go go to church and you see people do it this way and you see people do it that way. I didn't understand that there was an authentic spot that I play, um, which is why you'll catch me from time to time being real crunk and extra hood, because that's what I'm called to. Paul said, I become all things to all men that I might gain one. Whatever I need to be in that moment, God has given me the capacity to hit my switch. If I'm in a corporate room, I can have a corporate conversation when I'm in. Um, 
on the basketball court uh, in Central, I can have that conversation. And so we have to understand what the enemy is trying to keep us from, and identity is key, right? So all these things that the enemy can use and accuse you of and hold over your head keep you from finding that authentic space, keep you from finding that thing that makes you fear men, right? Um. So these these are all areas that the enemy actually is trying to rob us of. And so today I can identify where he used to rob me consistently, right? You know that, that moment of fear that you get up to open your mouth and you almost terrify. Anybody ever held a mic and your whole hand shake? I, that used to be me. Every single time I'd be like, Lord Jesus, because what I was doing was I was holding on to historical stuff. I was holding on to the things that the enemy still had power over me with. That's my bloodline stuff, my iniquities, the things of my historical sin, my transgressions and my sins. But when I started to identify them, bring them to the surface, present them to the Father, the Father um, gave me clemency, and I've been able to move forward. This past Sunday was the first time in my I don't even know how many years now of teaching and training that I was not afraid standing in front of people that I had never spoken in front of before. And I know it's a direct result of petitions um, to the court, right? Okay. Um, let me see. Okay. Um, all right. So some of the, the functionalities in the court, again, you're going to have to consistently remind yourself to ask Holy Spirit to, is, is there anything else? Is there anything else? Right? Um, this is where you start to cultivate your leadership qualities as well. Um, where where your leadership, every God made each and every one of us leaders. You know, some of us will say, you know, there's like a false spirit of timidity. Um, there's like this overwhelming sense of being incapable or unqualified. Here is where you start to deal with all of those things um, and the roots of them, the core of them, that, that thing that says nobody will listen to me, nobody will hear me, right? It's something that the enemy actually stole and you did not realize it. I believe right now, um, just under the sound and the authority that God has given me, even as I speak, God's going to begin to bring some things back to your remembrance, that he's going to bring some things up that occurred that robbed you of your voice, that robbed you of your um, knowingness of dominion and being able to subdue or seize things. I believe that right now, even as I speak, there's a quickening on the inside that'll show you exactly when the occurrence took place, whatever childhood trauma it was, whatever um, bullying experience you may have had in the natural that is affecting and impacting you right now in the spiritual. Um, so everything that we do and everything that we approach, which is why I tell you to find scripture to support what you found. Um, and you can do that simply by, uh, say, for instance, you found um, fear, right? How do you apply that to fear? Or say, for instance, um, you're dealing with something in your marriage. You want to type uh, marriage in the Bible, Right? So anything that the enemy interjects, we counter with the truth of God's word. So you take the instance 
And then you take the truth or the light or the wind of God's word and you apply it to the lie. Right? So the only way to abolish a lie is with the truth. Right? So so it would sound something, Lord, I want to break out of this cycle of broken relationships. Maybe you have commitment issues. Maybe you have trust issues because it's not what it looks like in your kingdom. In your king- kingdom, we can enter into covenant relationships with uh, fellow believers. We can enter into relationships where our hearts are knitted together, that we are a part of a community and a part of a body of Christ. So it may not be physical relationship. It may be platonic relationships, kingly relationships that are geared or guided toward bringing everything that you are out. Remember yesterday I said, if you ever want to change something, uh, you begin to change your circle. You begin to come out of agreement with that circle that you're dealing with and you move into kingdom relationships or a purpose squad, as we like to call it. Um, so, so that's what scripture says. That's not my opinion. That's directly from the truth of God's word. This is what God has promised to me. This is what's been tested and proven. These are prophetic words. These are words that speak directly to my purpose and to my promise, right? And so backed up by scripture. So right there is where you begin to interject, like every now and then you'll hear me say, according to Psalms 139, 16, I am a written doctor. I have already been written in the heavens and every page shall agree with the truth of God's word. So now here you start to interject scripture specifically as it relates to your case and what the promises are. Those are supporting documents. So remember the word supports the truth of who and what God says that you are, right? So now... um, Ask, are there any transgressions? You ask if there are things that you've not um, you've not dealt with. So what you do is, Lord, open the Old and the New Testament up to the courtroom for strategies. So again, you take open the Old and the New Testament up to me so that I can acquire strategies to overcome everything the enemy attempts to use to overthrow the truth of what you said about me in your word. Ask if there are any transgressions, any sins or iniquities that I need to deal with prior to going to court. Right. So so now here you have um, as as an example. Uh, People try to contact you and you ignore them or forget to return their call. Uh, Maybe you could be dealing with um, you transgress. You didn't do it with intent, but still you repent. Um, Say, for instance, somebody then got on your nerves and they're trying to apologize, and we do that avoidance thing. (laughs) I ain't talking to them. I ain't doing that. So that's called a transgression because the reality is we, we have now, there's, there's a difference between setting healthy boundaries and, you know, things of that nature. But, you know, sometimes we can be petty and catty. You know how we move around. Sometimes we do too much and, you know, when folks get on our nerves or whatnot, we turn into that thing we're trying to move away from. Um, so w- what we're going to do, I'm going to go ahead and turn the call over to Tan. Um, <clears throat> Tan's going to pray. And then on the other side, I am going to share some declarations um, and some decrees. And you can repeat them after me, keeping in mind um, this 
part right here, there will be a continuance on two Saturdays in November where we will do absolute declarations, decrees, proclamations, renunciations, impartations, all of those things that are necessary for you to keep growing. So just because it's Saturday, don't sleep. You want some freedom? This, this is about hunger. This is about building discipline. This is about reordering and restructuring what's most important to you. The things of the kingdom will help you thrive in the things of the earth realm. You will be able to bring the kingdom to earth through your submission, through your obedience, and through your absolute use of your words to change your life. It's that season, y'all. And I'm going to just tell y'all, we sitting right on the brink of the water, right? Some things are shifting on major levels. I need you to be clear, and I'm going to say this before Tan prays. If you would, for real, for real, pray for your girl, like for real. Just please and thank you as I pass the call to Tanya. Father, we just want to say good morning um, and how excited we are to be able to speak with you again, to be able to be in your presence Thank you for the word that we heard this morning. Thank you um, for this vessel that has sacrificed untimely uh, to dig and search and research and investigate and ask questions and fast and pray so that she could give us information. Ah, thank you, Lord God, that this time has been predestined. It didn't sneak up on, uh, on anybody. We didn't just happen to find something. Uh, I thank you, Lord God, that it was predestined, that we would um, discover this information together, God, and that you would broaden our understanding. You would give us this hunger and thirst that we have, which is uh, after righteousness, which is why um, we find ourselves calling back every single morning, looking forward to the call. This, it's not just something that happened. This is this is predestined. This was predestined, as you talked about in Ephesians chapter one. God, as I think about the word petition, um, I, I think about your scripture that says, "With all prayer and petition, pray at all times. Ah, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, that we should be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints." So, Lord Jesus. We're not going to be selfish this morning and just pray for ourselves and our needs. There are people that are in need this morning. There are people that are, um, please mute your phone. Please, please mute your phone. Please mute your phone. Thank you. There are people that are in need this morning. Um, not just that there are people that are in need of salvation, but there, there is the body of Christ. Um, there are people that are feeling the same restlessness that we've been feeling, which is why we've come together. Um, there is a synergy. There is a purpose in which um, we all have. We all have this thing. We can't even perhaps describe it, but we find ourselves together because we're all on the same page. We want more. And so, Lord Jesus, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Christ who want more. They've not been exposed to a call like this. But Lord Jesus, we lift them up and ask God that you would put them in a position that they can be linked together with men and women of God who are just as hungry and just as thirsty. Uh, we lift up the sick and the afflicted, those that are facing surgeries today, those that are recovering, those that are um, uh, that working in the hospital field, or not the hospital, but the healthcare field, um, that are treating and caring for people, um, that are administrating medication, that are 
um, like my sister Imani, who is ensuring that um, instruments are sterilized so that they can be used again. Um, Lord Jesus, for those that are responsible um, for the maintenance and um, the cleanup after the janitorial services, God, we lift up those individuals, those that are in hospital administration, responsible for nutrition and the meals that people uh, will receive. Some of those people are believers. They love you. Lord God, I just ask that you would give them a mind to continue to pray and seek your faith. Then I want to lift up educators and, the, and academia, those individuals that are responsible, like Marcus Dyson comes to mind and uh, Juliet comes to mind, those paraprofessionals and um, um, substitute teachers and individuals that are executive directors over nonprofit organizations responsible for teaching our children, responsible um, for um, pouring into them after school and sometimes before school. God, I thank you for giving them the mind to remember while they may not proselytize, they may not be able to uh, talk about Jesus openly, there are, that you can give them, Lord Jesus, I know that you can give them ways, you can give them wisdom as to how they can interject you into the lives of those children. And though they may not be able to talk about you, Father, in the Nehalanarasa, they may not be able to talk about you openly. There's nothing that stops them from getting some blessed oil and putting it on their hands and touching the things that the teach that the children will touch or touching um, the children themselves and speaking a word as they first thing in the morning when they get to work, they can speak a word over that atmosphere, that building where they are going to be teaching those children. And we can do the same thing on our jobs. Hallelujah. We can do the same thing on our jobs and in the marketplace, the places that we have to go. Um, there's nothing that stops us from whispering a prayer. We can whisper a prayer. We can whisper it. There's no, there's no um, condition that says that we have to yell and everybody has to hear what we're saying. Even in those times when we feel the Holy Spirit come upon us and, or we feel that it's necessary to pray in tongues, we can do so. We can whisper it if it's not appropriate for us to use our full voice. I thank you, God, because you've given us power. You've given us dominion. You've given us authority, God. I thank you that we are woke. We didn't just wake up because the alarm went off or, 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 you, or you, you, you woke us up. Um, uh, you woke us up so that we could get on this call, but we are woke. We are being equipped with wisdom and knowledge and understanding and how to be strategic and how to be purposeful and how to be intentional. Thank you, Lord God, that we can have, we can pray on each other's behalf and that the utterance that, that we use may be given to us in the, in the opening of our mouths to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. The mystery of the gospel. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It is about being a light and an example, a living epistle, like a light that sits on a hill so that we can draw people to us so that you can be glorified, not so that we can be seen as these people that are amazing and they do this and that and the third, but God, so that you can be glorified. We're not seeking attention for ourselves. We want to draw people to you. We want you to be lifted up. 
Father, we lift you up. You'll lift us. You'll lift us. You'll you'll be lifted up among all men. God, that's my heart desire, that you're glorified in everything that I say and everything that I do. And I know that I'm on the line with people that are like-minded. Father, I lift up marriages to you, kingdom marriages. I lift up all marriages, but especially kingdom marriages. Because they're designed not just for the individuals, they're designed for kingdom work. And I thank you for the prearranged marriages that are taking place right now in the spiritual realm. Those men and women that desire to be married, that are trusting you for their mate, they've not made it, they've made a decision that they're not going to lean to their own understanding. Because sometimes when we do things on our own, we blow it. But God, that those that desire to be married, I thank you that things are taking place right now in the heavenlies and in the earth realm. I pray for um, each and every individual. I don't need to know them by name, um, but I pray for them, God, that you'll give them a mind to be patient as they continue to position and posture themselves, not that they're waiting on you, but Lord God, that you're teaching them what it is to be kingdom, a kingdom-minded wife what it is to be a kingdom-minded husband, even what it is to be kingdom-minded in our dating. Not my dating, their dating, Lord. What it means to be a kingdom-minded dater. (laughs) God, that they will keep you first in all things. That they understand it's not necessary to do samples, uh, give free samples. That they understand that um, this is about putting you first, God and how you lead them and how you direct them, even in coming together and praying together and studying your word together. Father, we lift up our babies today that are getting ready for school. We thank you for your protection over them. We thank you that they're focused in school. Um, We thank you for, again, protection from dangers seen and unseen, even sicknesses and diseases that are are airborne or that um, uh, that are easily contracted, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We lift up the body of Christ. We thank you for the new move that's coming. We thank you for revelation. We thank you for dreams and visions. And we thank you, Lord God, for giving us what to do and how to do it as we seek your face. I'm reminded of uh, 1 Timothy 2.1 says, first of all, that I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men. Thank you, God, again, that we will not be selfish in our prayers, but we are including the church, the called out body of Christ. And as we begin, Lord God, to take our phones off of mute and enter into your courts with thanksgiving, your, excuse me, your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. Uh, I thank you that we do so uh, with authenticity. God, we thank you this morning, God. We do so in a Thank 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for our obedience this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for obedience this morning. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. 
In Jesus' name, amen, as I pass the call to Dion. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I just want to say this. I feel impressed to say this. Don't ever be afraid of the silence. Don't ever be afraid of the silence. It is a good place. And it covers more ground than you know. That is that is what we call resting. Resting in his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, and I also want to say this, y'all, because this is the harder part. Um, yikes. So make sure that you are not taking for granted what the Lord has allowed us to gain here. It will take you to a place of destiny if you allow it. I'm not saying it because it wouldn't matter who taught it. Um but make sure um, that if you know this has empowered you, um, be sure to sow. It's really, really important. It is kingdom principle. There's no way that I would go to a five-star restaurant and not at least leave a tip. Um, I, got a, I got reprimanded for not saying anything. I'm learning uh, that piece of capacity uh, for opening up my mouth. Um, just just out of honor, just out of respect and knowing that if this call has been a blessing to you, we say it every single day, uh, but we kind of have become numb to it. Make sure that you are sowing. Um, even if it's, I'm not saying take away anything from your home church, but it's really important um, that you sow. It keeps the line going. Uh, so I just wanted to say that before we got into discussion. Um, so again, I welcome everyone back to um, the second half. We're going to do some uh, proclamations this morning um, and, and begin to use our words to activate the Word of God. We are activating uh, the Spirit. So this is called activation. Um, so in so doing, right before we go into that, I want to give everybody a chance to say, hey, say good morning, um, and then prepare your heart and your mind if you're in a position. Um, you can always go back and listen to the playback, do the proclamations, the declarations, and the decrees at home alone. It's really, really good to do that. And you can control, fast forward, reverse. You know, if you miss something, you can always go back on the playback. And again, you can download the app or go to the website in so doing. So if there's anybody that joined the call a little late, you didn't get a chance to say, hey, hey. Good morning, Dion. Hey, pretty. <laughs> good morning, Dion. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Dion. Good morning. Good morning. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. I'm looking for a phone call, yo. That part. I second a yo, yo, yo. <laughs> you, you're supposed to say yoa, 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 because you put an A on it, it makes it feminine. <laughs> yoa, yoa, yoa. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, beautiful people. This is me. Hey, me. Good morning. 
Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Is that it, really? That was you. Good morning, hey, family. Hey, Andrea. And I Hello. have um, I've worked in the uh, legal field for 40 years, and just wanted to share. Just so excited how this just continues to unfold. Um, one of the um, legal documents that you have to file when you go to court, um, like you're talking about preparing your case. You said look at the verdict that you mm-hmm. want. That's called the prayer. It's called the prayer. If you look at even mm. the the papers now, um, so God is mm. His heavenly courts always parallel or greater than. Mm-hmm. And one other thing about Dion saying sewing, you don't have to pay for um, God's revelation or ministry. But whenever you go to file a court in case a uh, case in court, you must pay a filing fee. Amen. Love your family. Hey, and, uh, man, morning, sis. Come on. morning, sis. I love you. <laughs> I love and, you, too, pretty princess. <laughs> hey, good morning. And, Dondria, isn't the document that is in the court, I forget which one it is, but it's called a pleading, that legal document. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I got to have Tam come on and break that down as an attorney. Hey, y'all, want to hear something funny real quick in between our hellos? I was out. Sunday morning, and uh, I was having a conversation with a lady. She said, well, what what do you do professionally? And so I started laughing. (laughs) She said, what do you do professionally? And I don't even... um, I don't even know what I said. She said, I said, well, I said, what do you think that I do? She said, are you an attorney? I hollered. (laughs) That was so cute. Oh, that was so cute. That was so cute. Anyway, anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. Morning, if you Hey, that morning. Good morning, dear. Hey, good morning. Hi, family. Good morning. Good morning. Kiss and boy. Good Good morning. Good morning, Kendrick. Morning. In the middle. He was able to get on the call this morning. Come through. <laughs> In the middle. That's my Chicano homegirl. Y'all not ready? That's my that's my rider. <laughs> I love me some middle. Middle? I'm sorry. Anybody else? I love all of y'all, too. But y'all, you know, we got this other thing going on. She be making it happen. Y'all have no idea what kind of work this chick does behind the scenes, harassing me in the middle of the night. Go away. Ain't you sleepy? (laughs) Administrative pastor in the courts of heaven. Yes. Come on. Come on. Listen, Dondria. Come on now. Come on. Amen. Look, her her and Natasha. Right, that part. Natasha B. With benefits. I'm believing yes, God that ma'am. we're gonna have we're gonna have paid Listen. positions sooner than yes, later. Ma'am. That's what I'm believing God for. Yes, ma'am. That part. Good morning, yeah. Dion. This is Sonia. Hey, Sonia. 
<laughs> and let me let me add to Dondria on that with that pan that C for the court. If we apply apply the blood, it would be the C waiver. Uh, oh my God. Only for those who only for those who only for those who need it. Right. Wow. That yeah. you, can, you do yeah. get a free waiver yeah. for when you, you need sure it, can. but not for everybody. Not for everybody. You gotta mm-hmm. prove that you have you gotta qualify for you have to yeah. for the need. Gotta, absolutely. Yeah. Come on. Y'all better teach Y'all better this morning. Glory this morning. to God. Beyond <laughs> in my quiet, he gave me bills and liberty. Mm, nice. That was Gloria our bailiff, right? No, oh, that pretty. that was pretty. Talking about the fee waiver. Mhm. No, that was me. That was Tan. Oh no, and so, I think Sonia. I, one of I know I was one. So, but somebody Sonia else. said there was a fee waiver, and then yeah, uh, and pretty then said he gave her uh, bells. Of, and what else, pretty? Bells, bells, and liberty. Mm-hmm. Bells and liberty. Mm. But but someone said if you apply the blood, that's the fee waiver. Uh, yeah, I believe that, that was Sonia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, and I said I was the one that said you got to have a need and qualify for it. Mm-hmm. And what are those qualifications? <laughs> the in- inability to to have on your own. I'm, uh, listen, outside of that, I'm believing God. This this is my prayer. Now, how this is gonna happen? I. Mm-hmm. I don't know and I don't care. My desire is that my tithe be no less this year. Now, this is this is a retarded statement, I, I need, but I'm going to say it out loud because I can. I need my tithe before this year ends to equate to $10,000. That's what I need. I don't know what God is doing, but he has given me a different type of boldness right up and through here. I don't know what's going on. I don't really care. But I'm believing that some of the financial change that we've all been dealing with, we're going to find as we travel into the court. We're going to locate it. And there, there is money that is being held up for all of us that the truth is um, there, there's something that is fighting us. So if you know, without a shadow of a doubt, begin to ask Holy Spirit what's holding up your money, right? Sometimes we'd be scared to touch that. I'm tired of being scared. I don't feel like it. I got stuff to do, and I can't do it without resources, right? That has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with legacy and lending to kingdom building. Thy kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven. Now, based on what I've read, there is no lack in heaven. There's none. And so if we're supposed to bring the kingdom to earth, we have to begin confessing, professing, declaring, and decreeing that there is no lack in our house. There is no lack in my house. There is no lack in my house. Yes. Just say it. Say it out your mouth. There is There is no lack in my house. There is no lack in my house. There is no lack in my house. 
that we have to oh, there is no lack how to give it away. There is no lack coming back. It doesn't end. It just keeps coming back. Yeah, it, it is very important. One of the things you guys heard me say, I began the call this morning saying I started to concern myself with how to do this, what I'm going to do about that. And immediately the Holy Spirit said, keep your eyes off the water. No different than blessings and curses cannot come from the same mouth. We have to be mindful that we are not trusting in one moment and doubting in the next. Right, We have to be careful that we are not trusting in one moment and doubting in the next. We have to be consistent with our confession, right? And so it's very important that we understand what that means, right? So it means that we cannot um, believe for one moment, and as soon as we see something that does not look like what we think it should, we instantly panic. Anybody guilty of doing that? And then we're going to go into the um, petition. Anybody yep. guilty of doing that if we just keep it 100? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right? So the truth All is, the time. right, right. So we, we be threatening that we're going to believe God. <laughs> and then, honey, let let the late notice come. Oh, freak <laughs> out. Freak out. And, and then, right, instantly. Right? So, um a petition in the courtroom is different than a petition at the throne room of grace and mercy. Um, they are more formal, right? So we, we write them out, right? We write them out. Um, so, which is why I've had you doing all this little legwork, you know, all this asking Holy Spirit about this, that, and the third. It is important that we know what we're dealing with, right? Because we can't just stand up in the courtroom and tell the courts what we want. But a declaration gives a full account of something, and it's an exact statement of something. Declarations are what we say, like what we just said, there is no lack, right? That's where um, we take the scripture and apply exceeding abundantly, above and beyond anything we could ever hope, think, hope for, or imagine. Go ahead, Sonia. When you said about the $10,000, and after you said that, I heard it's at the door. You heard what? Say it again. It's at the door. Mm. Mm. And then after the Holy that. Spirit, Holy Spirit revealed the door to us. Revealed the door. that The doors represent access. Doors represent opportunity. Amen. And then Amen. after that, it took me to Revelation 3 and 8. Okay, read it. And Revelation 3 and 8 says, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I receive it 
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Now, I'll say this. Hey, Dion, before you, yes. can I just say this? Um, yeah, yeah. What I just heard is, is because you opened your mouth. Hallelujah. That's what I just heard. Yeah. Yeah, because I was over here fighting it. I was over here fighting it. This year, we got 60 days left in this, this year. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how he's going to do it. May sound ridiculous to some. That's all right. I I, I have ridiculous faith. Get this. Um, what I did was I just made a declaration. Declarations mm-hmm. give full account to something and an exact statement about something. My exact statement is, right, I expect, um, I expect that God began uh, uh, to position me to sow into the ministry that I attend, not declare victory, right? I got a whole pastor. I have a whole covering, praise God. And we're building something. I want to be able to contribute to that in excess, right? So a declaration is making a statement that we have decided something, stating it as our belief, right? And so in heaven, your heart, your mind, and your words must align, Right, not to be seen. I, I, I'm saying this to us as a, as our training ground, because what happens for me will happen for you. Right, what happens for me will happen for you. We have to say one thing, believe one thing, lest we open ourselves up to the potential of perjury. Dion, I'm believing with you. So, pretty, pretty. Don't be taking the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I was, I couldn't get my phone off mute enough. Look, look, you ain't, you ain't leaving me behind. You ain't, you ain't leaving me behind. I stand, but seriously, I stand in faith with you. I don't know how. Hallelujah. I don't know when, but the same doors that open for you are open yes. for me and anybody else who dares to believe God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm standing um, in agreement with you too, Dion. What 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 I hear in the spirit is I need there is a petition before the court. A declaration has gone forth. Can I get a motion to enter it into record? Hallelujah. Thank you. Motion Jesus. granted. This is Nikisha Stanfield. Yeah. Hallelujah. Can I get a I'm second on that? I second that motion. Yeah. Hallelujah. Stand in agreement. Hallelujah. 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 The word says, where somebody grab that scripture for me, where any two or three agree on something in earth. Hallelujah. Can somebody grab that scripture and read it out loud as we have a supporting document um, and witness testimony according to what's what is written in the books of, of all of us. Right, because if it happened for me, it gotta happen for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Matthew eighteen nineteen. Mhm. Hold Can on. Can you 
read it for us? Uh, if two of us, I'm reading NLT, if two of us agree on earth concerning anything we ask, our Father mm-hmm. in heaven will do it for us. Matthew 18, Hallelujah. 19 in the New Living <laughs> Testament. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, six months ago, I didn't have the courage to say that out loud. I'm going to just tell you. Um, and, you know, I believe I might say it at home by myself, right? Hallelujah. But I'm tired of being scared, so I just ain't going to do it. And anybody can think whatever they want to. It's time out for that. And if you know me, you'd have to ask my BFF. Uh, I, don't want no, I don't want no purse because I'm going to keep wearing this backpack to this, uh, this strap fall off probably and keep throwing my purse in the back seat on the floor. I ain't interested. What I'm trying to do is get, get, get rid of uh, one of these vacant properties and fill it up with tiny homes. That's it. That's all. I, that's really all I want. I want to hold. I want to buy a block, and build business, and help people build business, and rehabilitate mm-hmm. themselves, and give people some medicine so they can not be considered crazy and useless. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to hire some doctors and some nurses to be on on staff on the property. That's what I'm trying to do. Amen. Mm-hmm. That part. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's it. We're going to have a, 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 a victory tiny home village. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody else? All right. Um, so, again, the difference. Let me read the difference again. The petition. The petition. So, we are working on our petitions. That's the preparation for the court. So we begin, thank you so much, Sonia, um, Ephesians 3.20, now unto him who was able to do exceeding abundantly. We enter that into record. Uh, based on the the um, the declaration that we stated that there is no lack, Ephesians 3 and 20. You open your mouth, you say that based on the truth of God's word concerning my life, there is no lack in heaven, so there can be no lack in my life because I am a kingdom builder. Then you state, according to Ephesians 3 and 20, you recite the scripture as it is written, and it is entered into evidence and submitted on your behalf. Amen. Um, the petition is a written format, so we can submit our petitions to the court. Then the declaration is the thing that we say out of our mouths. Uh, we make confessions, and we agree in our heart, our mind, and our spirit. And then finally, we have the decrees. So I, I can I can say as an example, um, I decree. Right, it's a it's like a new law, a new rule, or a decision. I decree uh, by the authority given me that the agreement that we made today shall come to pass based on the truth of God's word concerning our lives. Right, and so um, not just our lives, but according to the tiny home village that God has given me to see. And every single time I think about when the resources show up, what I would do, the first thing I think about is this parcel of land, this parcel of land that I believe is going to end up being given to us to accommodate the homeless crisis. Right to get some people off the street and into a learning atmosphere where there will be parcels and pieces of land that they cultivate, right? And it becomes a program um, and trades for change where our youth and young adults are being mentored and our children will have a business to work and legacy will be born in the earth as a result of people consistently giving, right? Amen. 
Amen. Um, so the 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 thing with decrees is once it is stated, once it is declared, once it is entered into evidence, it cannot be changed. And then the decrees are stated and started after the verdict is entered. Right? So so the the decrees are what take place at the end of your court case. Right, it is what your attorney would solicit the courts for as a result of. So it would technically be your sentencing or what is being rendered at the end of your hearing. Right? And so these are things we ask Holy Spirit for. Amen. Anybody have any questions? Could you unpack that for me? This is Dr. George. Unpack it as it relates to what I just stated, what each one does. How, what else do you want me to say? I want you to follow your spirit. So a couple of different things. What I, what I want to do here is I want to go ahead and go through some, um, some petitions, some declarations, and some decrees audibly, right? So we want to, we want to work out, where we begin to say them out loud, right? Where we begin to decree them out loud and begin to believe God for what it is that he gives each one of our hearts to say. So what my petition or my declaration or decree might be may not be yours, amen? Um, You may have some things that you are dealing with or that you have not yet identified that the Holy Spirit will begin to bring up on the inside. As we do that, there are things that even while you're writing your petition, even as you're writing um, out what it is that you are presenting in your court cases, it's super imperative that you are clear. I stated that in the earlier parts of the declaration. Um, And in so doing, as you start to share your declarations, don't forget that it is beyond imperative that you have supporting scripture. Um, That is, stop it. Um, That is, more than anything, the the key to everything that we submit into evidence, right? So our supporting scriptures are what gives even our declarations and decrees credence, right? Because we can have some hopes or anticipations, but that entering into um, that whole worship piece, right, as we begin to write out our decrees, as we begin to write out our declarations, as we begin to step into um not just believing, but it will also help as you say them out of your mouth to walk into next level, right? To walk into next level agreement with what heaven is saying about who you are. <clears throat> Hold on one second. I've got to find this last document. I pulled it up already, but I think I went away too far away from it. One second. And I'm also, I'm going to post, oh, that's where it is. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Um, I'm also going to post some of the, um, the different, uh, curses from the chapter Deuteronomy 28. This will help and apply to all those petitions, the uh, declarations, and the decrees, 
right? So this is where we start to renounce and disavow. So, so some of those things that we talked about before that were blockages and silts. Once you start to go through those things, the decrees, the declarations, and the petitions will become a lot clearer. Um, one of the things that I found in going through this teaching and this study is the more I began to come out of agreement with, the clearer the things that I needed to go into agreement with became. The more I began to deal with the iniquities or the things of my bloodline, the historical things, and, and unpack that piece, um, the clearer that destiny looked, the clearer that future looked, the clearer that um, the process became. So I want to, um, we're going to go through some, some really quick, I'm not going to do a whole bunch of them. Again, we're doing two Saturdays in November where we're just doing renunciations, declarations, and decrees. So it gives you an opportunity to write out your petitions. Again, that's the written piece, right? The declaration is the spoken piece. Right, with with agreement connected to it. And then um finally the decrees are those things that happen after the verdict is rendered. Right. Um, so you'll find that as you start to re, uh renounce a lot of the iniquities, the bloodline things, the bloodline curses that are all connected and, and I would I would suggest that you become familiar with Deuteronomy 28. We always talk about the blessings, right? We very, very seldom delve into or deal with the curses. Now, ironically, there are far more curses than there are blessings in the written form, right? So I'm just going to touch on um, a few of them because some stuff will have to break out, right? So Deuteronomy 28 in the name of Jesus, I break off all evil that comes against me from all generational iniquity committed in the city and from all the curses in the country. And so I don't know about you guys, but my grandmother was born in 1920. So she picked cotton and she dealt with slavery and racism um, in excess. And so that blessed in the city, blessed in the fields, right? So there are some things that were cursed in the city and cursed in the fields. So when you break off all of that stuff, the fear, the anxiety, the terror, the trepidation that she dealt with, I break all of that off of my life. Those are things that you declare. So in the name of Jesus, I break off all evil that has come against me from generational iniquity committed in the city and from all curses committed in the country. I break all iniquity that comes against my provision for a healthy life. This is one that you start to see in the courts or the healing courts. Right. I break off all generational iniquity that has come against my creativity, my ability to be productive and reproductive, my need for food and shelter, uh, the work of my hands and the capital I have invested. Right. So now we start to break off anything that comes against the promises that God has made us, according to Deuteronomy 28, um, that entire chapter. And so I just want to give you the model because these are things I want you to practice at home in your own space. So I break off all, right? So um, when you when you break off all, especially iniquitous, uh, iniquitous sin, 
when you deal with old school, uh, what grandma and them did, right? You're, you're dealing directly with the set of circumstances, but you're using supporting documents, which are just the, the scriptures in the verses in Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14. And now, um, after you break off, then you renounce. So that just means you come out of agreement. Well, well, I'm sorry, let me back up one step. I repent for all evil that I have done in my family line, forsaking uh, the, the truth of God's word and the law of Jesus Christ and him crucified. So you repent, so you break off, you repent, and then you renounce. Right, so renouncing all generational iniquity that has resulted in confusion. I renounce all generational iniquity that has resulted in rebuke. And I renounce all generational iniquity that has brought destruction and sudden ruin. Um, Father, please remove all confusion, rebuke, destruction, and ruin that has touched my family line and all the things that you have put our hands to do all the way back to Adam and Eve, right? So anything that is connected to your family line, and I'll put some of these examples in the victory room because as you start to petition um, the heavens for your release in every area of your life, you need to be that specific. So renouncing means just like we just agreed upon a thing to manifest in the earth based on the needs of God's people, right? Not what I need, not my needs being met, but the reality that there are things that have to be done in the earth that each one of us is responsible for, right? So again, we break off, we repent, we renounce, and in some cases we disavow, Right, so so you may have said something. Uh, I, this I, my life should just be over. This is useless. Like some things we have cursed ourselves with. Right, some things we have said um, out of frustration and anger, and keeping in mind that the enemy is crouching, waiting on our words, so he can loose his wrath on our lives. So some things that we've cursed ourselves, I ain't never getting married. I ain't never going to have no successful relationship. Uh, my son is just like his father. There are certain things that we've said that we have to disavow. We've made, a, we've made an oath with our demise in some cases. Um, let me see. Okay. Um, anybody have any questions, comments, commentary with that? Dion, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. You said okay. renouncing, renouncing is what now? So renouncing is coming out of agreement with. I'm out of agreement with. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a, I'm going to say this on purpose. If I say a word that you do not understand, don't take my word for it. Google it. Right, so you get a clear definition of it. And I would suggest that you Google it and listen to it in the Webster's Dictionary, and then you find mm-hmm. the root of the word. So now you take it a step further. Now you go into your Greek and your Hebrew. Right, start anytime you have a question about a word, because we, we misuse words so frequently, like for real, for real. Um, there are some things that we've said because we've heard them generationally, misused and then we end up basing a belief system on improper information again the word says my people perish for what lack of knowledge 
that's it. So w- the more we take <clears throat> take somebody's word for something and we don't do our own legwork, we don't do our own homework, the easier it is to end up in error and delusion. Right? Don't don't never take my word for nothing. Amen. Anybody else? Questions, comments, or commentary? Hey, Dion, this is Tanya. Can yeah. you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, something that came up for me when you began to talk about the curses, and I know people um, very often shy away from that, and they, you know, talk about the fact, well, that's, that's in the Old Testament, but the blessings are in the Old Testament as well. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed. You know, so, so there is balance in the kingdom. You can't, right. you can't just have one and not the other. That would be imbalanced. And that is not a, a true representation of the kingdom. That's not a representation of even if you think about it, even in the earth, like you can't, you can't have sunshine all the time. You have to have some water, right? So that it can, um, we, we need water to drink. We need water. Water helps to, to clear some of the stuff in the air, the atmosphere, those kinds of things. So for the people that, that might be struggling with, you know, we in, we're in. We understand that we are forgiven. We understand that, but there are certain things, right? And I don't have all of the answers. Um, and 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 Deanna said it more than one time. She doesn't either. This is like, um, to me, the way that I look at it is, is making us aware so that we can do our due diligence and we can begin to study. Because had we not known, or had we not had this much information, we would not have known to even go. Because you don't know. What you, what you don't know. And this level of teaching is not unfortunately taught in our churches as a whole. Maybe you happen to be blessed where you're in a ministry where they're, they're beginning to talk about it or they have talked about it. I, I didn't grow up or have not been exposed to that in the ministries that I've been in. And it's no um, disrespect to those ministries at all, right? Um, but what I'm saying is, is that um, we have a responsibility to study the word, study to show thyself approved, a white a, a workman rightly dividing the word of truth that needeth not be ashamed. Thanks. And um, thank you, Lisa, for um, the the commentary. I know you can't talk. So um, the scripture with regard to why we go through um, disavowing. Right. So disavowing um, just means to come out of the oath of. Right. So we are ensnared and trapped by the words of our mouth. Right. So that's not in the word of God haphazardly or miscellaneously. It is specific to um, that. That's kind of like Philippians four. Right. So we think on those things which are perfect. Think on those things which are pure. Think on those things which are of a good report. It is our responsibility, no different than guard your heart with all of your diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Right. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. When things are in our heart, which is what is out of agreement with the heavens or with the kingdom proclamations, the kingdom standard for our lives, we ensnare ourselves by using words that don't agree with what Psalms 139.16 says, right? And so we have to be very mindful. Um, it's technically like, like this morning, I'm, I'm going to say it again, this morning I began to concern myself with the cares of, of something I can't, I cannot control it because I have specific instructions. I follow the instructions, but sometimes it doesn't look like what I think it should. 
So my natural um, mind, my carnal mind, instantly goes back to wanting to fix it, wanting to change it, wanting to reinvent what it is that I think it should look like, right? So with that whole being uh, ensnared by the words of our mouths, we disavow those things. Um, you know, I don't know if anybody's ever had a, a hard season, uh, a very hard way to go, and you've said accidentally, um, you know, that, that's, that's that transgression you said. Uh, it don't even make sense that I'm here. I should have not even been born. And we yep. can, we can par- parallel that to Job, right, saying, you know, we, we can parallel that on so many different levels. I cursed the day I was born. Right? So that that's it. Any, anybody else have anything? Thank you, Lisa, for that. And Galatians, uh, with, with alignment with um, what Tanya just said, Galatians 5 and 1. You go read it. That's, that's with regard to the Old and New Testament thing. Galatians 5 and 1. Check it out. Amen. Hello? Anybody else? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Hey, hey good morning, um, everybody. Hey, so I'll stick into, um, it's coming more and more clear. I'm, I'm so grateful how it's coming more and more clear um, because the all that, pretty much what you were saying, what you were saying is, of course, we got to um, break off all the iniquity of the sin, right? We call that, we do that mm-hmm. first, and then we repent. And mm-hmm. in the renouncing, it's like you, were, you, you renounced all that negative stuff you were saying to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. that's to mean that you, 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 um, fill it back up with the truth, with the, with the truth. Right. With the word. Okay. You got it, Mo. Hey, give it to me. Hey. <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yes. It's a lot. Of, I remember it's a lot of sabotaging negative stuff I told myself. So it's, so I, and that, that's where your petition, yeah, that's where your petition yeah. comes in. That's that stuff you write out, right, that you are familiar with, that you are aware of. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Anybody else have any questions, comments, or commentary? Amen. All right, guys. So um, I'm not going to go any further, only because i got to get ready to move out of here. Um, I'm prayerful that today opened up some stuff and, you know, kind of put us in a mind to start preparing ourselves to do the business of the business. I have a feeling that Holy Spirit is going to um, even begin to interrupt your sleep patterns um, to get you into a place where you are starting to become familiar with the court and walking into the court with confidence and competence the first time or two, you're going to be uncomfortable in your approach. If you keep this in mind, that when you begin to approach, always remembering that you need to be in the proper court. You may need to be just before the throne. That's where your primary petitions go. But then you also want to keep in mind that worship and exhortation as it relates to how great God is, before you begin to ask him anything is key. 
and stay there until you feel his presence. Do not proceed until you feel his presence. Do not fabricate anything. This is where you want to come before the court with a very naked, vulnerable, transparent heart, a place of brokenness that gives him the ability to be the one that gives you strength in your weakness, right? So it is imperative. Um, turn on your soaking music. And for those of you that aren't familiar or don't have a soaking music collection, I don't do music with words. I may do it before I enter into worship. Um, songs that I know have a heavy oil on them, only because what it does is it repositions my heart. So I'll give you some um, enter his gates music. And then I'll sit, I'll give you some courts music. You'll be able to find it in the victory room. So entering into his gates is words of worship that are full of exhortation. It is not, uh, this is my exodus. That is not uh, an enter his gates song. Um, I mean, now it may be for you. It's not for me. So for me, um, it, it is songs like um, he has never lost. A battle is songs like um, "Most Beautiful." Is songs like not not gospel, not a tempo, not a beat, but things that begin to make you think on the things of His perfection, think on the things of His sovereignty, think on the things of His greatness, um, of the fact that He surrounds us, right? That think about the victories that He has brought you through. Um, those type of meditative songs. And then after that, I don't use songs with words because he begins to give me words to songs the deeper I get into it. And usually they are words that are scripture-based, right? So it's always great to take your word in with you. He may give you a scripture to mutter or to meditate upon, and then he'll give you what's called the songs of the Lord. Google it, the songs of the Lord. It is scriptural. The songs of the Lord, those are songs that he will give you and give your heart. They are hymns that he will begin to develop in you as you worship. And the closer you get to abiding, the closer you get to spending time, that will become frequent. That will become constant. You will constantly get a song of the Lord. And what you'll start to notice is even when you go to corporate worship, you'll start to get the song of the Lord in corporate environments because now what you're doing is you're taking the relationship that you've cultivated and now a, a worship leader is not required because you already have your own fire. You already have your own intent of your heart. You already have your own agenda because now it's not about church. See, what we will be called is the fire starters. We will be the ones that bring our worship to the altar, like the Levitical call or the Levitical order. It is us who will make sure that the ashes are swept off of the altar and the altar is prepared for worship. It is us who at our different churches, um, which is why it's so important that because we come from so many different denominations, so many different faith bases, so many different organizations and cultures and colors and creeds. There are so many different nationalities on this call and, and uh, denominational bases. I don't need you to change none of that. Do what you do. Just love Jesus. <laughs> right? Do what you do. Just understand and recognize the Trinity. Do what you do. Just know that his desire is that if we abide in him, then he'll abide in us and we'll begin to be the ones that initiate the fire just by walking in the dominion that God has called us to. And we will be able to subdue things, even atmospheres that we walk into. We will be the ones that change the atmosphere because we're honoring God, not just in showing up on Sunday, but showing up 
with expectation uh, that miracles, signs, and wonders shall follow them that believe, according to Mark, the 16th chapter. It's our responsibility, 9 through 20 to be exact. It's our responsibility to know what we carry, right? And so even though culture may look one way and what you're exposed to may look one way, what we bring will begin to institute culture. What our example, the fact that somebody is reading us, right? And then what you'll notice is people will start coming to you. People will start asking you, what is different? You're like, I see you every Sunday. I'm here every Sunday, but I don't look like that. What, what has called you apart, right? He said that we are set apart. When you're set apart or when you are, quote, unquote, the sent one, like, so we will be considered the sent one. We will be considered the arrows that he sends and, and gives us trajectory and momentum to break up atmospheres that are full of complacency. Our authentic worship before the Father, it becomes contagious. So if we're called to be salt and light, our responsibility is to walk into an atmosphere and make people thirsty for the truth of the word of God. Right? So the more you spend time in his presence, so we're dealing with a whole bunch of salt, uh, unsalted, unsavory characters because complacency is set in based on tradition and religion. Right? So it's next level time, y'all. That's all. Okay, Kenya, that's awesome. Thank you for that. We need that. We need that. We need that. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Any any questions, final questions as we get ready to wrap up? Amen. Um, no, no, no. It's okay. Um, so, so with that said, guys, listen, I love y'all. Um, I'm excited, uh, and I'm prayerful that this is for real walking us into next level. You know? So with that said, I pray that you go and you grow in love, that you be the Jesus somebody needs to see. Um, don't forget, today is our fasting day. We'll meet back here at 5 p.m. with Lady Diane for our power packs. Um, uh, thanks, and hopefully this week I won't have no attitude. It's like, honey, who's praying? Hurry up, because I'm about to pass clean out. Amen. So I'll meet you, uh, you warriors, back here at 5 p.m. with Lady Diane. And otherwise, um, for those that are Archer Circle members, I will see you at 7 p.m. We should have some written uh, prayer strategies for those that are part of that advanced um, intercession group. And otherwise, I'll meet you guys back here tomorrow, Thursday. Um, I'm not sure who's teaching, but tomorrow is, um, I'm off, Lord Jesus. I'm tired. Amen. Love y'all. Great job, Amen. God be praised. Amen. Don't forget. So so see if it's on your heart to do. If you ain't got it, listen. Uh you get you get your feet away for the blood will cover that. Otherwise, do do what you know to do. Amen. Love you guys. Amen. Have a amazing Amen. day. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Bye, you too, pretty. Bye guys.